Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. It is the 4th of November across the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin. And in the lead up to Christmas, I thought it would be nothing better than to talk to the CEO of Australian Pork, Margot Andre, who joins us this morning. Margot, as we, good morning. As we ramp up towards Christmas, we know that ham sales, pork sales, obviously uh, it really goes supersedes domestically and the workforce is a worry. Um like every industry at the moment, there are staff shortages everywhere and we don't want it to affect um, the production, but the, the sheer weight of what is coming um, on top of the lack of staff is a concern. Yeah, good morning, Dobbo. It is. I mean, Christmas is such a time of celebration and as we're leading up to it, we're just finding across the country, we've just got these staff shortages that just don't appear to be going away and a lot of our, our businesses as well are in small rural regional communities and particularly in Queensland. And so we're just trying to do everything we can to attract people into our industry. We are heavily reliant on migrant workers and we've been doing a lot with the government around how we reopen those borders, get the workers back in. And a lot of our migrant workers really do want to stay here in Australia as well. But just that critical shortage point and just wanting to make sure that we keep the pork flowing, we really need to demonstrate to people that I guess pork but all of our agriculture industries is a great place to work and rural and regional communities are a fantastic place to live but how do we get that message out and get people to come and want to work with all of us? That's the big thing that's the, that's the really big thing. Now Margot you, you actually have looked at that your your staff and done a bit of a, a survey on what the what the staff looks like and, and what the employment of who is working for and in the pork industry at the moment? Yeah, we have. So what we started with was trying to work out how many of our businesses have staff shortage, which um, no one will be surprised about 60% of our businesses have around sort of 10 to 20% shortages um, across the country. And then there is about 30% actually have higher. But what we actually found through that is we actually asked a few extra questions of those who we served and surveyed. And it was really interesting what came back. So in actual fact, we hear a lot about gender equity and equality and um, making sure we've got that diversity in our workforce. But we've actually got over 60% of our workforce is female across the country. We had over 45% of our workforce is a migrant workforce. And then we even had 11% of our workforce is Indigenous or Torres Strait Islanders. So We've really got a rich um, diversity across the industry and dare I say it, we even have about um, 20% um, are young people. So it was a really lovely result to get because we often hear the negatives of agriculture all over 55, fairly heavily male. So when you look at the Australian pork industry, we've just got fantastic diversity and you know, we're fantastic um, women coming to work in our industry as well. Well, that makes it uh, – th- th- that's a great news story and that makes me very, very happy. As a father of young daughters, I get it, that there is opportunities there in every – and and the Australian – you guys have obviously focused not, – not not like had a huge focus, but it's a very inclusive industry and it's obviously led by yourself who's the CEO of Australian Pork. So you, you, you've made it very clear that, you know, it isn't a closed door. You know, you are open and you want and you want more women making sure that at the top of the chain who are making decisions, these young, strong, powerful and, and, and very, very capable women involved in an industry that's going forward. Yeah, and look, we're big supporters of uh, the Meet Business Women Network, which – 
Um, we held an event in Sydney last week and we had over 200 women from across the, the meat supply chains there and, you know, women from Stockyard and Nolan Meats and JBS and it was just fantastic to see just women from within the businesses, from all elements, coming and actually getting together and networking and understanding what the connections are and what the opportunities are as well. So, And for us, the pork industry does have a lot of opportunities and particularly when you think about our roles, not only raising the kids and the, uh, the pigs, raising the kids, raising the pigs, yeah. um, in terms of enrichment and nutrition, um, you, you do need those extra levels. So it's not just about the animal handling, it is about nutrition, it's about renewable energies nowadays. We are part of the renewable energies industry. Um, it's about how we um, manage our people. So there's so many opportunities and I think as agriculture as a whole, we need to be really demonstrating those are fantastic opportunities for not only young people, but just for the diversity of people and maybe get more people out of the cities. Yeah, I, I think that, that makes so much sense. Um, can we just get an update um, with you on FMD in pork and, and obviously um, Japanese encephalitis virus? Like where where are we at with those two? Because we've talked to you about it before. Um, uh, obviously everything's just in a holding pattern as, as we speak. So it's interesting because I've been in this role now over three and a half years and I remember the first few months with the African swine fever. And so I'm now sitting here, you know, three, almost three and a half years later and I can say that Australia is African swine fever, foot and mouth disease free. But unfortunately we can't say FMD. Yeah. Uh, sorry, can't say JEV. But um, it, it did hit us pretty hard, Japanese encephalitis virus. It hit over 60% of production in the country. And what we're actually on high alert for now is the next season of mosquitoes. And so there's water everywhere again. So I have to say it really loudly to people. If you are in areas with high mosquito populations, please take care of yourself in terms of covering up. Dusk and dawn, make sure you are covered. Make sure you're using mosquito repellent. And then for our animals, we're taking those extra steps. But we have been able to get a lot of our people with the vaccine which is fantastic. And then for our animals, we've got a lot of development in this country around vaccine to try and prevent it. But um, we do, again, Japanese encephalitis virus was very much the mosquitoes spreading it. But if we focus back on FMD, we just need people to be doing the right thing, the same as African swine fever. Please don't bring products in from countries that have FMD. Oh, my God. Just make yeah. sure you're doing the right things at the borders. Like we just, we can't make this any clearer because FMD not only impacts us, it impacts, you know, our ability to trade. It impacts people's livelihoods across all the agriculture. Suddenly, beef, pork goes down and it impacts grains. It impacts people's livelihoods or what people can buy. So the flow-on effects are huge. And they're estimating, you know, that the cost of that alone is, you know, $80, $80 million, um, $80 billion, sorry. So we just need everybody to be doing the right thing. So don't bring products through the mail. Don't bring them back on your plane. should never happen. <laughs> Can I ask no, just I quickly? <laughs> obviously, you guys are ramping up Christmas time, um, and you'll you'll gauge that. But it seems that everything's back on track. It's going to be the first Christmas a lot of families have had together in three years. You know, with borders and everything like that. So you would expect that the demand is going to be uh, uh, through the roof. Yeah. Look, we are we're catering for everything this year. So whilst we do have our beautiful centerpiece Christmas hands and reminding everyone if it's got a bone, it's one of our own. But we've also got the beautiful Christmas roast, our beautiful small goods for charcuterie boards. And it doesn't matter what size Christmas you're having. The, the pork industry's got you covered this year. But 
we are expecting a larger celebration, and we but we do understand that people do have some tough times. So from the pork perspective, I think people will find us very versatile. They'll be able to have a beautiful Christmas, and it's not Christmas without crackling. So have oh a look at some of our beautiful roasts that are available. But yeah, we just really want people to celebrate while recognising that you know they do need something that's um, gentle on their hip pocket as well. So pork is a fantastic option this Christmas and our industry is ready to provide the most beautiful, delicious Australian pork ever. Unreal. Margot Andre, CEO of Australian Pork, it's great to chat. Uh, we'll talk to you before Christmas. Thanks so much for being with us. Have a great day. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today.